Hello guys, welcome. Um, definitely a little under the weather. Not having a cold or anything, just having allergies. Pretty terrible allergies here in Texas. Uh, the pollen count is very, very high. And uh, in the morning it's very tough. I'm itchy in the throat. I'm just dripping all over the place from my nose. So my nasal is pretty congested. It's just a lot of crap in the air right now. So I sound terrible. But I'm going to do this anyways. So I just got done with my marathon. Unfortunately, I did not complete it. I, what was funny, I, I, in the first few miles, I, my heart rate was jumping over 180. It pretty much stayed up there. I mean, it leveled out at 175, but once that uphill hits, uh, my heart rate jumps up to over 180. And it's pretty funny because 72, uh, did not feel the humidity, but I found out that the humidity was very high in Canada at that time, and it was the highest temperature for the month, so that day was very odd. And I've always trained here down in, in Dallas in the summertime. I mean, I've been training since the beginning of the year, but leading up to the marathon, the the temperature has always been... 95 and up and feels like over 100, 105 and my heart rate usually stays under 180 once under 170 but I level it out at 145 I try not to go above that but I, I keep it in that range so I can teach my body to burn fat versus glucose because glucose storage is very limited uh, with fat you have unlimited storage so but we can go into that later on another podcast but anyways I was training uh, and usually I can keep my heart rate at uh, a pretty decent uh, uh, heart rate where it doesn't doesn't get my heart rate to a hundred over a hundred percent utilized if that makes sense where exertion of your heart needs to stay around 80, 88, or 80, 80%, so you're not all going all out. Because when you go all out, of course, as you know, when you sprint, uh, it's a very, your uh, endurance doesn't last that long. You're not able to keep that speed. Uh, because you're burning glucose, your heart rate is high. It needs, it's like running on adrenaline. And adrenaline is very limited, so it's that fight and flight uh, mode that's uh, built in from our ancestors. Uh, but anyways, going on a rant here, but uh, and I sound pretty terrible. So the heart rate heart rate uh, was shooting high first few miles, and I, I regardless of that I. I Regardless of feeling pretty terrible, I kept on running. I pushed myself, and when at the twenty kilometers is when I started to feel, oh man, I'm 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 in the shit. 
and 20 kilometers is not even a half marathon yet or getting very close to it and I've run half marathons in training in the heat and it just doesn't make sense what is going on I was pretty frustrated again kept on pushing 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 I replenished myself with uh, water uh, uh, that they handed out uh, the Gatorade I've even drank my own water that I carry it has electrolytes in there uh, drink Gatorade uh, just trying to feel normal again and it did not it just increasingly felt horrible as I went to it was funny because I think it was like 22 kilometers a woman saw me and she dropped her bag and just came after me and said hey you uh you okay I guess she saw that I was looking very terrible and in pain but yes, I was in pain. I felt physically terrible. And I, my heart rate was just jumping all over the place. At this time, I was walking. I was sitting down, walking, jogging. I mean, I was really trying to push myself. <clears throat> but I told her, no, I'm, I'm okay. I, my heart rate's very high. So I kept on running and went into the stadium. Uh, big stadium. There was, you know... Teenage cheerleaders from uh, middle school, high school, uh, elementary, you know, trying to push me, cheer me on. And I just felt horrible. I just walked. I mean, that's how terrible, you know, you're supposed to feel motivated when you have uh, these cheerleaders like pushing you through. And I, I just I didn't have anything in me. Uh, regardless, I still pushed. I uh, walked a little harder. Uh, again, uphill when you're coming out from the stadium. Uh, and I sat down again. Got up. I don't know how many of us think maybe a, a minute or two. Got up, walked again. Kept going. <clears throat> I passed the medic. I was like, I probably should see the medic. But I was like, no, let's go. Keep going. Kept on going. And finally got to 25 kilometers. And I said, no. I just don't have any more in me. So I sat down for at least 10, 15 minutes, and uh, a family came by and looked at me and said, hey, man, you need any help? I said, yeah, I just I just need some water, please, because I just ran out, and I drank that water quick. And for 20 minutes sitting there, my heart rate won't go down 114, went down to 55, 88, and 88 is normal. And then it jumped up to 112, 114, possibly because maybe I was just looking at my heart rate. And, you know, when you're looking at your heart rate or when you're hearing a beeping noise when you're uh, at a hospital and hearing your, your heart rate uh, beeping, you tend to be a little anxious and stuff. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But it was jumping up and down, up and down. So finally a medic came and saw me. And he pretty much just monitored me, looked at my heart rate, uh, did the manual heart rate uh, testing with my, my wrist, and uh, he called an ambulance to come get me, but that that sucker was, they're stuck. I mean, it was a marathon, so it was hard to get through to a position where I was, and 
after 30 minutes, they never came. So finally, a third person, there was two medics that checked me out, told me to lay down, and they wrapped me up in a plastic uh, bag just to make sure I don't lose my body body heat, and I was shivering uncontrollably. Uh, and, you know, when that third person came and checked me, checked my blood pressure, I was t- kind of steadying out. It was, it was crazy. It was I never experienced anything like that. I just pretty much just laid on the ground. It was just a whole scene. Everybody surrounded me. It was pretty scary stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, it was funny because he told me, open your eyes, don't close it. Uh, if you close it, I'm going to think the worst. So please keep your eyes open. And I was pretty much just trying to calm down. Because I thought that 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 was it. I was just maybe anxious. I'm, but his eyes. He's when he was speaking to his colleague. You know, the whole time they're switching back from French to English. It was uh, pretty scary. Uh, you know, I, they had worried eyes. They were concerned because uh, my index fingers were going numb. I'm not sure if it was because of the cold. Or my heart was not pumping enough blood. I mean, a whole bunch of thoughts were coming in my head. Uh, I was just looking in the trees, and it's like, man, is this really it? Am am I really, is this my time? And I, 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 to be honest, I was just laying there. I was like, I, I guess it's time. I, really, I was really accepting, you know, death. I was like, I was, I was not scared of it, but... A voice in my head was like, no, you still have a lot to do on this earth. You have a son at home. He needs guidance. He loves you. He, everybody will miss you. A lot of uh, a lot of thoughts came in my head. It was a very it was a very overwhelming feeling at that moment. Uh, other than that. Uh, you know, finally leveled out. They they took me to a nearby clinic because the ambulance was not coming. Uh, just to back up a little bit, I did. My cousin did get worried because he got a phone call from one of the guys that were that was watching me, and I'm pretty sure it, it scared the shit out of him. You know, and, uh, and that's a shout out to my cousin Hansak that you know he really hosted me, took care of me. And just want to say sorry you got that phone call. It was, uh, I mean, nobody wants to get that phone call, right? And your family member, is, we don't know which hospital he's going to go to, but hey, uh, just want to keep you in the loop. So, took me to the clinic uh, that was nearby and got me checked out, got, it, got the EKG. Uh, and I got poked in the butt to get a, a good temperature. I guess that's pretty normal over there. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, to get a true temperature in your body because of what was going on, if I'm losing body heat or not, because I was shivering uncontrollably, uh, I guess, I guess that was the best thing to do. Um, and I made a joke to them and say, well, I got a story to tell. I got poked in the butt by a Canadian. Uh, so... Um, it was not a fun experience overall. Uh, I mean, with going to the clinic, having possibly heart issues. Uh, but anyways, after the doctor checked me out, he simply just said, hey, your heart looks fine. EKG seems fine. It was possibly due uh, to 
a little bit of anxiety because your heart rate wasn't going down and you're just continuously monitoring it. And also, you're, you're, it was high humidity. You know, you're in Dallas, it's, it's dry. Yes, you did run in high temperatures, but it was dry. Your body did get a chance to cool down because it sweats. But in with humidity, your it doesn't your your body doesn't sweat, and when it does sweat, it doesn't evaporate as fast as not enough. Uh, I don't don't quote me on that. That sounded kind of wrong. But you get the gist of it. My body did not cool down. It did not have time to cool down. And uh, that's pretty much why my heart rate was going high. Super high because it was this high humidity there. And again, the temperature out there and the humidity was not normal for Canada for that one day, the whole month. And uh, again, I was there from Friday to Tuesday. Friday, Saturday was just visiting family and those days were good Sunday came and it was hot for them not for me because I'm a Texan and I we we pretty normal temperature down here is uh, during summer is upward of close to 100 then the next day Monday Tuesday it was cool so again very weird very weird so just to summarize it, you know, I it was just a bad run for me, bad luck. I survived. Nothing crazy happened. It was great seeing family, great seeing the people out in Quebec, Montreal. Appreciate uh, the warm welcome. Loved every how they lived. Loved the community. The environment it was not busy like New York for sure but it was just people living their own life and it was about life it was not about things and that's something that I've noticed I appreciate it and now I'm back home and dealing with freaking allergies so it never ends man and I, again this is probably too long of a little podcast here but I just wanted to share that with you guys and uh, this this run definitely kept me humble uh, it definitely made me sit down take the pressure off and be humble smell the roses a little bit hug my son a little bit tighter hug my wife uh, kiss my wife a little bit more uh, definitely I've noticed recently that I look in the sky and a lot more uh, appreciate the sunshine, uh, the morning sun. Uh, the lights seem a little brighter, colors seem a little bit more uh, vivid. Not vivid, probably not the best uh, description of it. More vibrant. And just really appreciate everybody, the, the people around me and and I want to thank everybody that did reach out to me through Facebook, by text, my family. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Uh, I So one thing that I've noticed that I will be <clears throat> spending less time with friends and more time with family. I mean, I've been doing that all year, but it's now it's it's going to be taken to the next level. Uh, something I also noticed in the morning run that I did yesterday 
which is two days, af three days after the marathon is, I'm just more focused. I'm not paying attention to what people, uh, you know, pe people driving in the cars in the opposite direction, uh, in the direction I'm running. You know, I'm, I'm more focused. I don't really pay attention to them looking at me like I used to. I really don't. I already don't care what people think, but now it's just, again, just on the next level. Uh, so definitely, I want to say, made me uh, stronger. I'm I'm adjusting. I'm, I'm reevaluating. I did another thing that I also want to announce is I did uh, take my, a break from Toastmasters, which I go on a weekly basis. Uh, of course, I didn't go while I was in Canada. I didn't attend it, but I had to cancel uh, some of my speeches, uh, my roles that I had for the coming weeks. I had to withdraw from it. It was just, I just needed to take the pressure off of me and, again, just reevaluate myself, uh, my goals, what I want to do, and just adjust. And I'm in that phase right now where I am just reflecting just looking at my goals that I have laid out already in front of me uh, possibly I'm taking a more direct uh, path from this experience uh, or I'm taking a, a rerouting I'm just not sure yet you know so bear with me I am I'm just I'm just reevaluating, just just looking in a mirror and and seeing the cabin that I know, and maybe I changed a little bit. Maybe I'm tweaked a little. The volume has been turned up a little bit for more clarity, if that makes sense in my mind. Uh, again, I'm still waking up at four. I'm still working on my business. I'm still meditating. I'm still going on runs. Uh, that's the that's my foundation. My family's my foundation. It's just everything else that I need to evaluate. And then and that's something that I suggest to people as well. You know, you, you do some things happen to you in life, and it could be traumatic. It could be uh, like a similar situation as me, and you just you know just wanted to. Uh, look at things a little different and adjust accordingly. Uh, oh, another thing that I didn't even mention, which was scary, I found out uh, the next day after the marathon that a 24-year-old uh, engineer, I'm not sure if he's locally or if he's from somewhere else. Again, that marathon was an international marathon. And his name is Patrick Neely. Uh, it goes out to the family. Uh, that he, de he, he, he did make it. Uh, he he collapsed uh, before he could finish the half marathon. It's scary stuff, and that's what hit me uh, was the fact that someone passed away. It, it, it kind of made me realize, shoot, I got freaking lucky. You know, he did he didn't finish the half marathon. I didn't finish the full marathon. Uh, what if I kept on going? Would I would have made it? Would I continue to have this heart issue? Because I was stressing my heart. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. But uh, prayers go out to the family of Patrick Neely. 
I don't think I'll ever forget that name. I didn't meet him personally on the trail, on, but I can understand how hard it was that day. They started the marathon an hour late. Yeah, it's uh, tough stuff to to ingest there. So you can imagine uh, how my mind is, uh, what's going on right now. Uh, it's not depression, I know that. It's more awareness from what happened. Uh, I'm more... I'm, I'm taking notice of everything that's coming in. Uh, visually, mentally, physically, uh, taking it day by day. Like I said, I'm just reevaluating everything. But I think I think I, I, that's it. I think that's all I have. Uh, again, I appreciate everybody listening to this. I don't know when I'm going to post it. I'm just keeping a library of all my audios. And we'll release it uh, in due time. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Peace out.